Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I Yeah, I think that's the, the blanket answer from most people at this point in, in life. <laughs> it's wild at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Things are pretty crazy. But, hey, you all know that. Because you live on planet Yeah, Earth. we're living it. Yeah, we're, yeah. We, Everyone's living it right now. This, uh, all I can say is right now, I've never been so thankful for so many good games, honestly. Even yeah. games that, I, that I've been going back to that I haven't finished. It's just... 100%. Games are good right now. <laughs> it's 100%. good to have video games. Yeah. Well, look, you know what? I, oh, there's, I, I don't think we need to dilly-dally with... Because oh, I think the answer for what we've been up to apart from video games is probably going to be very similar to the last time we spoke. So it really is honestly nothing because we're just staying inside. Oh my God. Yeah. Joel, you know what? I'm not going to talk about in quest logs. I'm going to bring it up right here. Um, it's been one of the things that's been sort of calming and, and good about persona five Royal, I think. Right. But it's also, it's also hit me in weird ways. Like for example, you can go to the cinemas with your friends in that, which I did. And I was just like, Man, I miss the movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I do I miss as well. the cinemas. I miss popcorn. Oh, I man. miss like. Uh, Tell me about it. I mean, so we've decided. Uh, and Ash and I have decided though. Next week, like, um, onward comes to Disney Plus next week in Australia. It's giving it the movie, the movie night treatment. Yeah, we're gonna get some popcorn. We're gonna get some ice cream. That's a good idea. Some Maltesers. We're gonna like like do it right because I'm. We're both pretty excited to see it. And from what I hear, apparently it's very good. I do hear it's good. Yeah, I've heard um, that it's... I'm, um, I'm incredibly excited to watch it. I saw, like, a Nerdist article that was like, how have you recovered from the ending of Onward or something like that? Or, like, from watching Onward, like... I was like, cool, all right, it's going to hit me in the feels. That's good. I'm I'm, I'm down great. for that. Got, got plenty of those going around right now, so it's all good. Yeah, it's got Star-Lord and Spider-Man in it. And Elaine from Seinfeld. So, you know... So it was a pretty good cast. <laughs> we can we can skip that that Simpsons short film. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Oh well. Um. Apparently, it's on, I think it's on Disney Plus, so it's coming to Disney Plus if you want to watch it. But I'm like, uh, no thanks. I, mean, I might. I might. It's gonna be uh, no for me. It's, I mean, look, it's not like I've got anything else to do. So you could watch you could watch a good episode of The Simpsons. It would run longer. That's true. But just treat that as the, as the pre movie special <laughs> i mean have they fixed the aspect ratio stuff yet on i think i think they said it's coming soon or they're like yeah. they're getting close to being done with it i they talked about it recently i remember them saying like early 2020 for it and i was i was wondering about yeah. that because i do want to watch more simpsons but i don't know if i want to watch it until they fix it so anyways. yeah we're not where all the jokes are cut out yeah the fucking duff all the best visual gags the duff gardens one is the best because it, it cuts out the entire fucking joke and it just makes it I look know, really insane. awkward um oh, but anyway like i said let's not dilly dally we've been playing some games we want to talk about them so without further ado it's time to hit up the quest log mission completed quest log the quest log is of course our what we've been playing segment of the show where we come to the table and bring all the stuff that we've been you know tinkering around with or diving deep into over the last week or so um I've got a few things this week and uh, some stuff that I, I, yeah, one thing that I really want to talk about, one thing that surprised me a lot uh, and just a couple of things here and there. Um, 
Do, do you want to give a little Animal Crossing update to start things off? See how we're all feeling? Sure. Yeah. I'm happy to talk Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing's... I, I mean, I still love the game. I still adore it. I still think it's the game that everyone needs right Joel, now. Joel, there's one thing to start from the top with because you know <laughs> yeah, okay. who has been... Dis- dis- is gone. He's Zip of the Bunny is gone. Zip it, zip I can play bunny, yeah. Animal Crossing again, Joel. I can fish. Yeah. I can chop, chop a trees. I can mine mock, rocks. It's a, it's a miracle. Yeah. I did have that thought today when I was like, I went fishing to find some... I hated that damn bunny. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, I've never been more happy to see a sea bass in my life. I um, know. <laughs> I, I'm shocked at myself as well. But I was like, oh, catching God. a sea bass is just a pleasant surprise now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a that'll, that'll wear off soon, I'm sure. Uh, 100%. I'm pretty sure it wore off by the time I stopped playing before as well. But um, <laughs> but yes, of course, the, the Bunny Day event did wrap up uh, yesterday. Um, it was fine. I think it's, it's cool, though, because, I mean, this is what I, we, we sort of were talking about this like before we started recording about the... the I'm so excited to see the state of this game in about 12 months' time. Like, see how much they've added to it, whether or not they actually take, like, like feedback from the audience, like, from fans and stuff like that about how things are operating. There are some some omissions to, like, like other island, like other villages that would normally show up with, like, stalls and stuff. Um, I mean, we did sort of get a glimpse at them responding to feedback because they put a patch out to, like, about halfway through this event, which yes. sort of cut back on the egg spawn. So they are... They are listening a bit because yeah. that was the thing that I think everyone was complaining about and it was nice to get some action on that front. Yeah, it's exciting to, to, to think that like an Animal Crossing game is going to have like essentially title updates with like maybe like fixing things, tweaking things, making things a little it's bit... It's a game-to-service game. It's as simple it, as that, really. It really is. And I, it's one of the best ones out there. And I, apparently it's, it's apparent... Well, it's probably too early to say that, but it, I am excited to see where it goes. I mean, I think it's great. I I, I think for all uh, zipper tea bunny and all that sort of stuff aside, like that zipper bunny sucked. <laughs> the but like the bunny day event was it was kind of, and the eggs and stuff like but it was kind of fun. Like it was good to see like this is where we're going with these events. It, it, At least it united the community and the hatred of that bunny. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But my favorite thing to do when he was in town was he can look at his his back at his at his zipper and he gets so mad. So that was all <laughs> I was doing. I was just trolling him. I do like if you keep talking to him in a row because I was at a point where I was like trying to exchange eggs on the last day to get different eggs to craft some stuff so I could sell it. And um, like if you talk to him like two or three times in a row, on the third time he's like, "Look, kid, what do you want?" <laughs> he just gives up. He's like, "Fucking." Do you know? Mate. Look, this isn't a revelation. I'm sure many other people have had this thought, but the reason. I find him so, like, disconcerting is they could have just made him a bunny. They right? could have, yeah. I, but the zip on the back just... It's, it, it just has... I'm uncomfortable thinking about it. It's And it also leads open to the questions, like, who is underneath it? Is it someone we know? Exactly. Like, is it some... Is like, it who is... An actual islander that... Like, an actual villager that is, like, well-known or not? But, um, but yeah, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Like, it's... It's been great. We had a friend uh, whose birthday it was. Actually, yeah, friend of the show, Broderick Cortez. It was his birthday yesterday um, as of recording this. And we've... You've, you've dated us now. I have, yeah. Well, I, I, guess, I guess you've only really dated us for us who, or people who know Brod. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for everyone out there, you have no <laughs> idea. No. Um, it's it was it's, We've sort of set a little precedent because... Um, uh, ever since, I think, in the first week, uh, it was, uh, it was um, Brod's brother Liam's birthday as well. And we sort of uh, brought messages and said, hey, like, everyone send Liam a, a gift 
for his birthday in Animal Crossing. And we were like, that's a fucking great idea. So, and now like yesterday I like woke up and I was like doing all like my, my, uh, this is a Griffin McElroy term that he uses, my shovel work, which is like, you know, going around doing all your chores. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, cool, go dig up all my stuff, go collect all my stuff off the jet. Curse the eggs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but like, you know, I, I finished my shovel work. I'm like, cool, pop over to Nook's Cranny, see what's in there. Um, picked up a little like a uh, stovetop espresso maker. I'm like, yep, yeah, brought it like this and like wrapped it up in like wrapping paper, sent him a letter and he, and he sent us all photos of like all the gifts that he got from everyone. Was, this is fucking cool. Like just send like little virtual gifts. And it was cool because I, I, I put the same amount of like thought that I would have gone to if I had actually bought a present in real life. Like I was like, oh, what would Brod like? Like, well, he really likes coffee and it's something that I like as well. So to be like, you know, that, that makes sense to get him something coffee related. It's there. I'll pick that up. Um, my wife, uh, yeah, Ash bought, bought uh, like crafted him a, 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 an Apple TV, which we thought was hilarious. Which is very, that's very funny. Yeah. I do like that a lot. Yeah. So, and you know what, Joel, you know why that's a double funny? Mm-hmm. I didn't even put it together until you said it then. Oh, really? Because I, I was like, oh, yeah, the, the Apple TV. I mean, as you said, I'm like, of course, yep. Apple TV. So Well played. The message she sent, sent him was like, hey, look, I got you the brand new Apple TV. I hope you really that's like so it. Good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I love that. It's pretty great. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking awesome. So That's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still great. It's it's impossible to find. Like, it, it is impossible to find a copy. Apparently, there there's a, a new shipment arriving on this Friday. Uh, on the 17th. So, because yeah, we're trying to track down a copy for um, Ash's nephew for his birthday. And yeah, it's, I'm going to have to go. I mean, in st- worst case scenario, there's always eShop credit. Well, that's the thing. But like, his mum's not really great with all that sort of stuff. So we mentioned it to oh, her okay. and she was yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, fucking, what do you want us to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, give us a break. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Animal Crossing still just great. So great! I've had KK play my sh- play his show at my my island now, and uh, got my hit credits. You clocked it? Yep, finished it. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, but yeah, it's really fun. Uh, and yeah, you're probably playing it if you're listening to this because most people who are like even vaguely into video games and own a Switch uh, have that game because I think I think specifically if you own a Switch, you're probably playing it yeah. right now because hundred percent. It's, it's it's the Nintendo game at the moment. Yep. It's like the highest selling Nintendo game now, I think. Yeah. Um, or Switch game, anyway. Nothing, nothing till Xenoblade in May. So. Yep, well, that's it. It'll be, get, it'll be getting some traction from just being yeah the Switch game. But Nintendo, the Nintendo developed like exclusive for the first quarter. Exactly. Yeah. On top of like the Animal Crossing fan base, so yeah, I, it's gonna have. It's gonna have some healthy sales. Ooh, <laughs> Fair yes. to say. Oh yes. Um. Well, I, I mean. If you don't mind me sort of taking the next one as well, uh, it's, you know, a bit of a lead-in because on the same day that Animal Crossing came out, uh, you know, to the unlikely pairing of two fan bases, like, in the lead-up to it. The duality of men. Exactly. Uh, was was apparent. Um, and Doom Eternal from id Software uh, came out that day as well. Um, and I picked up... I had picked it up as well. So I was sort of going back and forward between playing Animal Crossing during the day and then when my wife and son go to bed, I would put headphones on and start fucking slaying demons. And Kyron, Doom Eternal is so fucking good. <laughs> it's it's really good. 
it's it takes what they've I, and I know there are there are some people out there like who were fans of like Dune twenty sixteen, um, because it is pretty different. Uh, it is still like you know, fast paced killings uh killing demons and just you know getting cool weapons, listening to some amazing Mick Gordon music, um, uh, which I feel like the Doom Eternal soundtrack is even better than twenty sixteen. Um, there's more of it as well, and it's it's always going. Um more so than Doom 2016, because that was one of my things. Like, I love the songs in Doom 2016, but... And it was nice that they were kind of like a treat, that when you do well in a battle, you get all, you get into an arena, and they'd play, start playing, like, a, a song that was, like, you know, this, you know crazy metal track. Um, but this one, like, because there are so many... The battles are so frequent, you get it so often, and it's just... It's glorious. Um, but, yeah, it's... I can see why some people who may be like fans of 2016 not liking this as much because it's very video gamey. Um, there are like extra lives and all that kind of stuff. So the video gamey stuff is fine with me. Yeah. I'm, at first I wasn't I wasn't sure about it. Then I heard how stuff like the extra lives and all that functioned and I actually kind of really dig it. Yeah, I think it's a really great addition. Um, and it got me through some, <laughs> some fights in that game. Um, and... Yeah, like, the fact that, like, there's, like, all the cheats and stuff that you can get, which were in 2016 as well, I think. But, like, the fact that in this one, they, the collectibles are actually, like, floppy disks um, that you pick up and then they're, like, saved on your, your like, desktop PC back at the Fortress of Doom. But, um, but yeah, I can see why people might not like this because it is, yeah, very video gamey and it is, it's almost like a resource management game as well to a, to a degree because you're constantly, you've got three sort of like staples up your sleeve that you can use to like help you out. You've got um, two, uh, two are from the original game and one's a new one. Um, you've got the um, the chainsaw, which if you use a chainsaw on an enemy, it like the enemy explodes. It's like a one hit kill and they explode into like a shower of ammo that you can use to replenish your stocks and keep firing. Um, then you've also got, um, oh God, what's the other one? Uh... Oh, glory kills. The flame belcher. Yeah, so you got glory kills as well, though. So if you like stagger an enemy, how'd you forget glory kills? I know, man. <laughs> and it's so good in this too. That's like the first one I think of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't even. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's so when an enemy gets staggered, they start flashing like orange, and if you get close to them and hit the melee button, you do like a like a finishing animation on them, and they are over the top and violent and just superb and. So they were both in Doom 2016, They were. They? And so the glory kills give yeah. you health. So health and ammo are taken care of. But armor's the one thing that wasn't. So they've added this thing called the Flame Belch, um, which is like a like a shoulder-mounted like flamethrower. Um, and when you use that, it sets... The, you know, you can set enemies on fire. And if you shoot them while they're on fire, they drop armor. And if you kill them while they're on fire, they drop lots of armor. So you can use it to replenish your armor. So you, the game like well you'll chew through ammo quite quickly because obviously the game is shoot things make them dead um or in the words of you know of doom itself rip and tear until it is done uh so you uh you constantly run out of ammo so you i found that like in 2016 i wasn't using the uh the chainsaw as much because you had to find like ammo for the chainsaw to replenish it and it was pretty scarce so you had to use the right times to, to, to use the chainsaw 
because you didn't know when you were going to get more of it. Whereas now it's like you, at least one bar of it is on a like a timer. Uh, and so is the flame belch and I mean glory kills aren't but but the flame belch and the and the chainsaw are on timers. So isn't isn't aren't grenades on a cooldown now as well? Yes, they are. Yep. Which is way better. That's way better. Yes. So like it's like it's like when Diablo oh I think it was Diablo turned potions into a cooldown or they put them on a cooldown. Yeah. It's like thank you because I shouldn't why would I I'm sick of going to a store and buying 50 potions to keep myself topped up. Exactly. Just, just put put it on a timer like just like grenades just like I, I don't want to go looking for them. Yep. Cuz if I in any game where it's like, hey, you've got three grenades, I'm like, I don't want to use them. Yeah. What if I need them later? Exactly. <laughs> and, and like, it's just, you're constantly like, yeah, using these things, these tools that they're giving you, which is great because obviously like, you know, the creators of the game, the developers are like, we've made these tools for you to use in the game. We want you to use all of them. And the game really does reward you and sort of expects you to use every tool in your arsenal. Like, um, and when you get into the groove of that, like, getting into like a fight and you see like some like low level enemies and you're like, okay, cool. I haven't got much armor flame belch them, take a ball out with like a rocket launcher or, or like a grenade even, um, pick up all the armor. Then you're like, ah, cool. There's a, there's a, a an Arachatron over there. Cool. I'm going to use my combat shotgun and I'm going to use the sticky grenade on it to try and take off its turret. And then I'm going it, to, it's only got melee attacks then so I can keep it at a distance and then like fire at it and just blow it to smithereens. Um, and then you're like, cool, I'm running low on ammo for my shotgun. Ah, cool, there's like a there's like a, you know, there's a, a low-level scrub over here. I'm just going to use my chainsaw on that, replenish some ammo there. Ah, cool, now there's this. And you're constantly thinking like that. And it's it's really cool because you're managing these resources like at breakneck speed. Like it is so fast, this game. 2016 was fast. This is faster. Like it is balls-to-the-wall action. Um so tell me about the platforming. Okay, again, another because I've heard I've heard that's a part that people have had the most complaints about. For sure. Um, and again, this is another thing I can see people who are fans of Doom 2016 or just you know first person shooters in general might not like. Um, there were a couple of times where I was like, oh fucking all right, but you know, um, apart from that, I really had no problems with it. I thought it was good. It gave the levels like some more <laughs> verticality. <laughs> oh, I, get out of here. I know. This podcast is over. We're done. <laughs> but no, it, it, it gave more like you were just going forward and like and around. Um, you were able to sort of traverse areas. And there were some areas where you were like, the map's really good in this, where especially if you like quite early on, you can get it to a point where you can see that there's a secret nearby. And you're like, all right, I'm going to look around. Um, okay, where can I go? Oh, cool. There's like a wall over here I can like, like grapple onto because there's a like a climbing mechanic now there are certain walls you can like attach yourself to and climb up um and you're like cool i can climb up here i'll look around all right if i double jump up there i can get across here if i punch that thing it's going to activate this switch cool and it's going to let me get into that secret um and as the game goes on those little like moments get more and more involved and really make you think about like again all the tools in your arsenal that you've got uh, and all the abilities that you've got, uh, and how to use them to sort of get to those secrets. Uh, and I really, I fucking love that. It was a lot, a lot of fun. But I mean, again, it is still first person shooter. It is still first person platforming, which is, can be a bit dicey. But I think what they've done with, you know, w- with what they've they've created, I think is actually pretty solid. Um, I'd like to see how it compares, because I, I still hold. Um, besides obvious bias, I just think it it also just nailed it. 
uh, as far as like first person platforming go, Metroid Prime is still my gold standard for just at no point when I'm playing that game. Am, am I like when I commit to a jump, I'm like, cool, I'm going to make this jump and learn about platform. I just know I'm going to. Yeah. Like that's the big thing for me. Yeah, if you're doing first person platforming and I'm looking at you, Borderlands, I'm looking at you. It's is it is nowhere near Borderlands. Like it good because Borderlands, especially when they lock challenges behind it, it yeah. makes me want to tear my hair out. And I, I just had heard some people sort of harping on it a bit. I obviously have not played Doom Eternal. I've been quite busy. It's on my list. It's on my list. <laughs> it's up, oh, dude. It, it, I'm already starting a list of like things I need to play for the end of the year. It's I, I I highly employ you. It's just it's so good. Um, word of advice would be like, don't be afraid to drop the difficulty. I oh, I will, I will not be playing it on normal, from what I can tell. Well, I played it on. I think I played it on normal, which is hurt me plenty. Which it's is so hard to tell because yeah. like <laughs> there's so many difficulties and they've got all their cool Doom names yeah. and it's just like. Which one is? Which one's normal? So I played it on. I played it on hurt me plenty, and it did hurt me plenty because it's. It, this game is hard. Like, if you don't. When I was saying before about it rewarding you for using all those tools that you've been given, um, if you don't do that, it's gonna make your life a lot harder. Um, because it's also long, isn't it? Because I remember the thing that that originally made me drop off Doom twenty sixteen. I think I played it on not maybe the second highest difficulty. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't. It was. Yeah. It wasn't normal. It wasn't. It was either hard or the second. Ultra violence or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. And I. It was so good. I loved it. But that game's also very long. And by the time I got to three quarters of the way through it, I was just like, I'm exhausted. Doom. I just. It's. Am. I, honestly, I think you'll have a good, like, much more of a, a fun time if you lower, okay. lower that difficulty, because the thing I found is I finished it and I was like, I could go back through and play this again. And before the final mission, because it gives you like a very video gamey like hey if you've got anything you want to do do it now because we're not coming back before we, you see credits yeah the old the old point of no return exactly so um but the cool thing is in your so there's another edition that they've added in in, in doom eternal you've got like a hub world basically called the fortress of doom um and it's this just giant fortress that the doom slayer lives in and that's where you can see all like your collectibles and stuff that you've got through the the the, the various levels um there's Unlocks, you can get these things called Sentinel Batteries, um, which you can use to unlock um, upgrades and stuff like that, like like up, upgrade points that you can use to upgrade your abilities in the actual game. Uh, and there's also, like, skins as well. So um, I finished the game using the um, uh, the classic Doom skin. So I had, like, the, the bright green and the grey helmet. Um, that's, like, the classic Doom Marine skin from, like, OG Doom. Um which is pretty cool. And uh, so you can walk around there. There's um when you collect uh, like records. Uh, so there's like one of the collectibles is like music tracks, basically. Um, they appear in like frames around certain spots in the Fortress of Doom. And you can walk up to them and go, cool, I want to listen to this song. Um, and they, sp- they span everything from like the Doom series to basically anything that id Software has been involved in. Um, so the things like Quake uh, and Rage and... And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, and Commander Keen as well. There's like Commander Keen tracks, Wolfenstein, um, and yeah, it's really cool. But it's great when I unlock when I finally unlocked like BFG Division and uh, at Doom's Gate from twenty Doom twenty sixteen. I was like, fuck yeah, this is good. Um, but yeah, so when you're in that area, you've also got the ability to go to like a mission select screen, so you can go go back through levels 
to pick up items that you may have missed, like like collectibles that you may have missed, or or, or finish challenges that you may have missed. The cool thing about June twenty June twenty sixteen had that though. It did, yeah. Um, but the cool thing about that is is uh, I I can't remember if you could do it in Doom twenty sixteen, but like, um, you could go back and do those with cheats on. So if you've picked up all the cheats, um, you could go back and just be a fucking wrecking ball of mayhem um and just to get those things and honestly i ended up playing through a whole bunch of levels like from start to finish again just with those cheats on uh, even just with like unlimited ammo because the super shotgun in this game is dope um it always the super shotgun's always good but it is the best doom weapon oh it is uh, and they've made it even better because they put this thing called the meat hook on it which is a grappling hook um and so you can use that to like launch yourself towards enemies and fire at the same time and it is so good um and when you fully upgrade it as well if you do like like do it it's mission challenge or whatever uh, the weapon challenge to upgrade it um you it basically makes the chain like like on fire so when you it hits an enemy it sets them on fire so when you shoot them they drop am, um armor as well so I would I would launch into battles with that. <laughs> like I'd run in and be like, cool, and enemies are over there, and rocket over, and then just blast them as I'm flying through the air, and they'd explode in like green armor. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Just put that on my body, and then turn around and start blasting people away. Um, but yeah, it was really cool just being able to go. I I wanted to go back through these levels and and play through and try and find these these secrets. And I found all the secrets. I finished all the challenges. I like I I did everything I could within my power in that first run through. Um, but it's just, it's so good. It is so fucking good. And I, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but the Mick Gordon music is just amazing. Um, I actually watched him do a live stream. It was supposed to be, I think a GDC talk that he was doing. Um, but he did a live stream of it where he like went in and like showed bits and pieces of the, of, of the doom eternal soundtrack and how they actually work within the game, like because they are like a dy- dynamic based like like music system. So not so much if you're doing really well, but like if you if you start like you know getting low on health, the music might change to be a little bit more like oh you're on, you're on the edge of dying. Um, and then like when you've cleared all the big enemies in a room, it might turn to a different thing. Or like when they spawn in two new big enemies, it'll like kick into overdrive of like this crazy fucking metal track um it's just i if you if you like doom 2016 you need to check this out i think i i I have pretty good faith that you'll you'll really enjoy it um i have two one and a half beefs with the game uh the half is something that didn't really impact me all that much except for one particular area of a mission and that's sticky floors. They introduced a sticky floors mechanic. Sticky floors look like garbage. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, in a game where you need to constantly keep moving, the game forces you to stop. And I kind of see where they're, yeah. they're going, what they're going for with that, where they're like, cool, we want to throw like, you know, a spanner in the works. Cool. You've gotten comfortable with all the mechanics now. Um, here, like we're going to see how you can, get your way out of this and it is possible especially with the meat hook on the super shotgun you can like pull yourself out of that uh, and then you've got like a, a dash as well like a double dash you can do in air, in in the air so you can sort of dash around in the air um but yeah that kind of sucked there was one particular mission where that was a real apparent and it bailed me up for quite a while uh and i didn't appreciate that uh but the one thing that i really don't like is a new enemy type called the marauder hmm. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot about this guy. A lot of the internet does not like him. Yeah, no, the Marauder sucks. Uh, they are. He sounds like a. From what I can tell, he's a Dark Souls enemy in a high octane, non-stop first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's exactly it. And, and again, I see what they're going for. They're trying to throw a spanner in the works, being like, cool, now you need to think about this. But I just think it feels a little bit out of place in this game. Like, I think there's a difference between trying to, like, challenge your player base and throwing a spanner in the works and then just, ma- or, and you know, making an enemy that's just frustrating. Yeah, right? I, absolutely. And I, I, again, like, because they want this game, like, they obviously want this game to be hard. They want people to be challenged by it. They want it to kick your ass, basically. Um, and, and but it, it sounds like it does that anyway without this enemy. It does, and I think that like, because basically the way the Marauder works is that he's like a, a like that there is a story element around basically like about about why it might be so he, they they might be so powerful. And I was like, okay, that's kind of neat. But it basically, if you get too close to him, uh, he has a wide berth shotgun blast that does massive damage. Um, if you get too far away from him, he will uh, spawn like a spectral fire dog that will just run you down uh, and you can kill it but it's you know if you're using a shotgun it's really hard to kill the shotgun it's better to use an assault rifle and you've got to switch weapons it's, it's a whole thing um he also has a shield that anytime you try and hit him he will block that attack except if you stay you, the, the whole idea is you have to stay at like a mid-range to him uh, and he'll do like an attack with his hammer or axe or whatever it is um and basically he'll flash green at a certain point as he goes to do that attack. And that's when you want to hit him because it'll stun him and you can get a second attack in. Um, it draws out like fights with them so much because you've got to get that sweet spot right. Then you've got to hit them. Then you've got to try and hit them again. And there are ways around it um, where, you know, where you get other weapons as well. It's usually the, the super shotgun ballista combo usually works pretty well, I found, towards the end of the game. Uh, but... Yeah, it just it. I appreciate they tried to do something cool like that. It introduces a, a, a an enemy that wasn't just shoot it till it dies. Um, but I just think like even if they took out maybe like they took out the spectral dog thing. Like honestly, he sounds like he would have been fine as like a boss encounter. Yeah, and like the again, it's not really a spoiler, but like the first time you meet that enemy type, it is a boss encounter essentially. Yeah, but oh, I think it was one of the trailers. Honestly, yeah, it's like a mini boss encounter essentially, and then they show up later on in the game as just general enemies. Um, they're classic. Yeah, exactly. There are so many like little secrets and fun little areas to explore. There's like uh, the, what are they called? The slate. You get slayer keys, which open slayer gates, which are open. Like there's six of them throughout the campaign. Um, and they are just like balls to the wall arena fights where you just get fucking enemy on enemy on enemy on enemy. And you just have to get through it. Um, and those were really good for sort of making you get even more comfortable with the mechanics of the game. So I really like those. I finished all of them. Uh, you get a pretty neat reward for it at the end. I won't say what it is. You've pop- you, you probably there's there are uh, things around about it, but like I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, when you go back in and, and get to play around with it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, but those Slayer fights were cool too because they would introduce enemy types that you haven't met yet in the campaign at points. So you'd be fighting these enemies, you're like, cool, I know how to deal with these. And then they'd spawn in something else. You're like, what the fuck is that? How am I going to, oh my God, how do I fight this? And you've just got to think on the fly in like minuscule, like second seconds to think about it. And it's, yeah, it really keeps you on your toes. Uh, 
I love this game. I honestly, it's I I feel pretty comfortable in saying it's going to be my top five at the end of the year. Um, top ten. You can't say something like that. No, top ten lock. It is a top ten lock. I am saying that now. All right. It is right. somewhere in my ten, but depends on whether or not where it fits. It could be a top five. Uh, I it's just it is uh, a masterclass of mayhem, and it is. They, you can feel the love and care that they put into this game, even with its couple of like shortcomings. Um, it's beefy as well. Like it's about twenty hours to get through. Like it's a beefy campaign. Uh, but even still, when it finished, I was like, I could keep playing this. Like I could, I could keep playing more of this. Uh, and I think because it did, the collector edition did come with a season pass. So I'm curious as if they're going to be doing story DLC for this. Because I feel like they... It does have a pretty full-on multiplayer mode, Joel. It does, but it also has a story that could lend itself to DLC. They could do some DLC stuff with it. Um, so uh, that that excites me. If they do if they do, do like single-player DLC for it, I would probably pick up that season pass because like more Doom is good Doom, and, and this is just... Oh, Italian chef kiss. Um, but anyway, before I... I gush too more and too much more about Doom. Uh, I, I I will I will hand it over. Is there anything you wanted to bring up this week, Karen? Is God damn it, John. <laughs> Is there anything? Is there anything? <laughs> it was very uh, yeah. I, that was very uh very leading of me. Um, here, here's here's the scenario, right? Yeah. It's a it's a whole story. Yep. Like two weeks ago or so as this whole, all this coronavirus COVID-19 stuff was picking up, there was a question about games. Like, will will certain games that are coming out soon, will they ship? Will they be, be delayed? Uh, like, copies of Resident Evil 3 had arrived early. There was all this stuff with EB breaking, like, Persona 5 date and all that. Uh, the question was around Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it got to the point where the store I worked in had... We had our copies a good week and a half before release. Yep. And then it was like, is this going to break? Everyone was, every, especially in Australia, because Square put out the email saying, look, it's probably going to come out early in some places. We apologize. We hope that, no, don't post any spoilers. Be cool about it. To the point where even JB Hi-Fi's website had that. And I heard of people who were buying the game being asked by staff, like, hey, can you just, don't spoil that's, it, bro. That's awesome. Do it. <laughs> like... it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And I think for the most part, people were good about it. But, um, Flash forward to April 1st of all the days. Exactly. April 1st, April Fool's Day, to wake up to articles just being like, hey, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake has broken street date in Australia. And I think everyone collectively was just like, has it though? Is, of all the day, of April Fool's Day? Yeah. April Fool's Day. It had, in fact, broken street date. So I was, of course, I just, uh, you've never seen me like launch out of bed quicker, get in a car and drive to EB Games to pick up a copy. <laughs> Um. Yes, it is. It's a real. It's it's real. I will not be talking any spoilers. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not doing that. Still too soon. It literally came out this weekend for the rest of the world. I did finish it. I think. Uh, last Tuesday or Wednesday. So I've had a few days to sit and stew on it, and oh, this game is magical. I don't really know how else to describe it. This game is something I've been waiting for. Like, you can say since 2015 when the E3 announcement happened, but really, you can even say since Advent Children, but the real answer was I've been waiting since that 
PS3 tech demo. Yes. Which I don't even remember what year that was anymore. It was so long ago, but that tech demo came out and that was it. Like, as soon as people saw that, it's like, I'm sorry, Square. Eventually, you will have to remake this now. Yeah. Because you can't just do that. You can't take a game that we all saw that was just this Lego Wii PS1 game and go, hey, look how good this looks on PS3, and then expect everyone to be like, neat. Well, I definitely don't want more of that. Yeah. That's, why would I want more of that? Yes. Uh, but yes, it, it's real. It exists. I finished it. I loved it. Yep. It destroyed me emotionally at several points. I was I was mostly okay to start because I had played the demo. Okay. But, and like, honestly, I think I was largely in denial, even if there was, was a couple of new things that weren't in the demo, like the full intro and a couple of little, little cuts. Uh, it wasn't until it hit the point where the demo ends where I was just like, Oh shit! This is this is a this is a game. This is this is this is the seven remake. I get this to keep going. A demo. Yeah. I get to keep playing. I don't get that like that montage footage that made me go, no, but give me the game. Yeah, <laughs> it exists. And yeah, I hit. It's not a spoiler. This this isn't a spoiler because I mean, let's be honest. Everyone, if you played seven, you probably you probably at least are familiar with the bombing mission or even just the, some of the opening parts in Midgar. Yeah, when you are going through the street. And you run into you run into Aerith, everyone's favorite flower girl. It's like, well, this is like this here is my favorite character in this game. This is amazing. Look how perfect she is. And then it very so very subtly plays her theme. It's like, oh, that's it. Yep. I'm done. I'm done. Write me off. I'm I'm a mess. This call it. Yep. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. I'm done. I'm out. We made we made it like we made it like an hour into this <laughs> game without being destroyed. Uh, it happened several times because this game, it. It's exciting to think of the future for Seven Remake after this, and I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it delivers it, every beat I was ready for. It delivered on, and it was just incredible seeing it just blown out in this level of detail. And a lot of the new stuff I also sort of loved. Right. I will hear fair criticism on some iffy side quests that aren't that great, but I don't know. At the same time, even though I was doing no side quests, I was like, it's not that great. But I get to play more Seven Remake, <laughs> so keep keep bringing them on. I don't care what you want me to go kill these three monsters for no reason. I'll do it. Just give me an excuse to keep playing this game. I won't stop. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, first of all, I want to preface by saying um, I I wasn't going to pick this game up at launch anyway. I was ex- I was interested in playing it because, I, but I don't have that uh, again. If you listen to the show, you've heard me say I don't have that emotional attachment to this game. Um, and it's not to say that I don't think it is a good game. I have played it, like, most of the original, and I'm like, this is great. Like, this is, you know, re- this is really cool. Um, but I just, I think it was, I played it at a time where it may have been, unfortunately, like, overhyped, because it was, like, the holy grail of video games at that time, and still I mean, a- you, you played the PC version as well, so, yeah. like, it, that was, like, well and truly several years in. Yeah, exactly. So, it was, you know, I didn't have that, that connection, uh, and... So I, I I was excited that this game that this was real and it was coming out and that it did come out, um, for you and most of our friendship group who we were really excited for it. I was like, most of the internet like just well, that, watching my Twitter feed has just been incredible. Yeah. Um. But I just want to give a shout out, uh, because I actually am getting a copy of this game. Um. Uh, a good friend, another good friend of the show, Josh Enor. Uh, he messaged me and said, "Hey, are you picking up remake?" like seven remake and i was like oh said the whole thing of like you know no not really um i like i i, I 
even if I could, because like, you know, as, even if I could afford it, I probably wouldn't. But especially at the moment, since I don't have any work, I don't have money to spend on things like that. And he's like, cool, I ended up with two copies. What's your address? And I was like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, but I'm going to. What's your address? Uh, <laughs> it's because Josh is a good dude. Yeah, so I just want to go on record as saying that he is the, the MVP. Um, it actually, like, it made me tear up a little bit. <laughs> when I got that, because I was having a bit of a rough morning that morning. It's just one of those days where I was like, I oh, just, everything feels a bit shit. And, um, and yeah, it just brought a smile to my face. And so I am going to be playing this game and I am looking forward to talking. I'm excited about it eventually. So I'm hoping tomorrow in, in the next couple of days, it'll, it'll arrive. Um, and I'm going to yeah. beat it up. But, uh, uh I just had to, I, I, I've got a few questions because it's from stuff that I've heard people have been talking about. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, without being like, without getting into spoilers or anything like that, the thing that I've heard that, that, that really surprised, that really interested me was the fact that this is a part one in a greater narrative, but it still feels like a yes. start, middle, end. There is like, it is a complete game. Um, would you say that's true? Yes. Yeah, I would say that's true. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. That is the interesting thing I, to hear. It's so here's, here's the part where I talking about this game can be so tricky for me because right. and I've been talking to someone, some, a few people on Twitter who, um, who actually haven't played or don't have the same, they played like the first few hours of final fantasy seven. And, um, I've been going back and forth and it, it's so hard. It's I'm trying so hard to remove the nostalgia from me to talk about this game, like as subjectively as I can, right. but it's near impossible at this point. But I honestly really enjoyed the journey of the, the characters in this game, the main characters, which is a party of four, which is a nice small crew to keep on keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the side characters I just loved. Characters that didn't get a chance to shine, but in this version get fleshed out. Okay. I loved. That's cool. Uh, the baddies were... Oh, man, I'm so excited for what's going to happen there. Like, it's just... The, the story made me so happy. There was... There's a couple... There's like two things where I'm like, uh, okay. All right. But like they're nitpicks at right. best and sometimes and a little bit goofy and i can i can forgive it for what for what the rest of this is this entire overarching experience is the story that just blew me away but, but i was so happy when i finished it and the second i can get together with some people who are like-minded with me and talk full spoilers on this show which i'm gonna do at some point when i figure out the logistics of not being able to go to anyone's house yes <laughs> and people with mics and stuff i will be doing it uh but yeah if the story made me so happy. That's what I can talk about a bit more freely. I think is at least gameplay stuff. Okay, cool. I I just have one one more so, thing. Do you think? Do oh, you yeah, feel yeah. that like making this game episodic was the right choice? Do you think this this was the right choice for for this for this story? Playing this first part, yes, because it's so funny to think about how long Midgar is in the original seven, right? And you're like. You see it. You see Midgar as a city in this version. You're like, this could, this had to be one game. Look at this, look at the size of this place. Yeah, like, right. This 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 alone, just the way they flesh it out and the places they take you, and just actually dedicating more time to events that occur in that game to make them more impactful, or even just to make them make more sense, is just special. And then when you have the knowledge of Seven going through this, you are you know, you're expecting certain story beats, but it still surprises you. Or it, it will pay tribute to something from the original game in ways you're like, honestly, I thought that would get cut. 
I'm so happy to see it. God damn it, Square Enix, you guys are insane for doing this. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. 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 So very satisfied. Um, but yeah, so combat. I, I've talked pretty pretty heavily about it when I probably discussed the demo. Uh, it's just interesting to see, to really come to grips with it in the full version and play with other characters like Tifa and Aerith. Right. Um, God, they're cool. Like, playing as Tifa is so much yeah. fun. Just like punching the shit out of monsters she because this game is obviously very heavily based around the stagger system so it comes uh, this game it's an action rpg for sure okay but it is very like boss fights especially rely pretty heavily on you working with your abilities and your spells the stagger bar getting that up when they're pressured just really managing systems and it like actually so many boss fights have you attacking in, in any RPG. It's like, hey, attack this arm. And you're like, well, I don't really have to because I'll just keep attacking the body. But because this game actually breaks a lot of the boss fights, because they're, they're very spectacular. Boy, they are bombastic. If you played the the the, um, the demo for that Scorpion tank, yeah. strap in because, <laughs> oh boy. Um, breaking them up into phases, you actually get a chance to play because some of the small encounters, you blitz and you're like, oh, that was fun, but... I want more and the boss fights are more. The boss fights are there for you like, okay, cool. Now play like use what you know or play with this system, play with a material for your builds or your weapon abilities. Cause each character has, it does have different weapons okay. and each of those weapons have their own abilities, which have their own effects. And it just, it was so much deeper than I really expected it to be, especially because I do want to talk briefly again, no spoilers about story. <laughs> if you don't want to know what hard modes like, I guess skip the next 10 or 15 seconds. Right. But upon finishing it, you get hard mode. And I was like, well, I want another excuse to play this game. So I booted it up. In hard mode, uh, you cannot use items at all. Oh. No items. There are benches throughout the world that heal your HP and MP. In this version, they only heal HP. So therefore, you cannot... Your MP becomes a much more valuable commodity when you need that for heals and your abilities, like your spells and stuff in boss fights. So... It largely, and the level caps you at 50. So <laughs> you will reach a ceiling pretty soon and the enemies just keep getting stronger. And then what it comes down to, and this is what I really love about it and what I'm really sort of getting into the combat, is it becomes, you be, you build your characters with materia, you make sure you're going into, especially boss fights, with the right stuff equipped, the right weapons that all have their own sort of build specialties and just... You get to really get into the the materia, and I love the materia system. I loved it in seven, and I really like what they've done with it in remake. And I just hard mode has been kicking my ass, but it's just fun to really again. It's just another layer. Like you get to enjoy the combat even more because all that stuff that was important, sort of, in normal mode, is essential in uh, hard mode, and it's just been so much fun. It's it's cool that like obviously I mean, it's not cool because it's very shitty what's going on in the world right now, but like. I guess it it's the the silver lining to it is the fact that you know maybe because of these other games are you know, being pushed or delayed or whatever, um, that you do have the time to sort of sit down, even though you probably would have anyway. But like, I was going yeah, to. exactly. I know, <laughs> but I but even still, like for some people out there that might not have like that, but then played it and went, I oh, really yeah. enjoyed that. I've got nothing else to play until you know who knows when. I'm going to go back yeah. through and play it on hard mode and experience those things. It's it's pretty pretty exciting to hear that. 
Yeah, it is cool. And the way it does is it's interesting. And it does, there are some things in there as well that you can only sort of pick up on hard mode. Again, it's not super essential stuff. It's really just if you want to max out the characters, the, the stuff in hard mode is what you want to do that. And it's just, it's fun. Um, again, I won't speak too much about that because I'm just, I'm, I'm so careful because I'm every time I, sp- I tweet or talk about Seven, I'm like, God, don't spoil something in the story. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't think I did. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the soundtrack because, oh boy. Yep. So the original Final Fantasy VII soundtrack by Nobuo Uematsu is probably one of my favorite just general soundtracks of all time. It's incredible. So I came into this expecting a lot. And this game has just... Every expectation I had, it's just blown right by. Right. Like, songs I, I love, and I was like, oh, they're going to they're gonna do this with that song. They're like, no, no. that How you imagine that song, that's what we're doing with it. I'm like, holy shit, this is perfect. And then there'll be a version where it's like, well, that's a really interesting take on that song that I really liked on the original. And that battle track is insane. All the classics are in there. There's some new stuff. I was... No, I don't want to spoil that. There's a song from Advent Children that I didn't see coming. And when it hit, it hit hard. And I don't even... like. I think Advent Children, it's a bit of a mess. Frankly, I think once 7 Remake's done, you won't really need it because so much of this game looks better than Advent Children right, now. yeah. Which is insane. Uh, the soundtrack is... it. It's beyond a 10 out of 10. It's whatever the... Is it 20, 20 out of 10 possible? Can it be like perfect <laughs> times two? Because it just is. It just is. I can't even think of a better way to describe the soundtrack than that. Um, I, I will. I, I'm going to stop myself because I could talk about this game forever. I could probably just do it as a weekly show on this game for the rest of this year. Cause I just love it that much. There's so many nods. I was so satisfied. I was so full when I finished it, but eager to jump back in. So curious about the future, uh, and just excited. It's cool to be excited about what's to come for Final Fantasy VII Remake because I've been. It's hard. I've dreamt of of this game since since like that tech demo, mm-hmm. and then when that remake was announced at E3 of 2015, there was obviously certain levels of like, well, clearly this isn't real, but it was. Yeah. Even after we got trolled so hard, but at the um, PSX the year before, with the, the um, Final Fantasy VII Steam Edition on PS4. Oh yeah, that's right. That was, yeah, that was so mean. That was, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> I bought it, but so mean. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited now that I'm, I'm gonna hopefully be able to talk about it with you as well. I'm excited, even. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna do several episodes just about this game. Um, and it's just you can't stop. Yeah, me. that's you won't. That's stop fine. Me. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Um, and like, I, I'm going to get to play it now, which is really good. So again, thank you, Josh. I'm, I'm rather anyone MVP. that. Like, Anyone that wants to talk, because that's why I'm excited for you to play it. Anyone who wants to talk to me about this game, just do it. Just talk to me about it, because I want to talk about it. And it's especially great, again, because it's been the hardest part about having it since April 1st, right? Yeah. I basically just wasn't on social media, because I'm like, I just, this is, what am I going to talk about if it's not this? Yeah. So I'm just going to disappear until everyone's got it. And like, and I'm still just like, oh, I want to post this. I've, I've got pictures on my PS4 locked and loaded for my timeline as soon as I can put them up. <laughs> Um. Oh, this game is so. I'm so happy. That's. <laughs> I've never. I don't remember the, a time I've been this happy with a video game. Honestly, that's awesome. That's really good to hear. Like, that's exciting. That's very exciting. I'm so happy for you. And that. 
I can't believe it's that real. sounded really like patronizing, but I did not mean it to be. It's I I am genuinely <laughs> happy for you and and for the fan base of this game. It's this is fucking crazy. But um, I don't. I mean, I think it's fair to say there was doubt, right? Of when course. If, like as excited as I was, it's like Square can't do yeah. this, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it seemed like a like you know a a an unthinkable task in a way, but. Like, as much as I love 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, it's been a while since I think Square's sort of really hit it out of the park. But I do I do believe they have with this. And, and not, I would say, when you look at the list of games in 2020 that you cannot skip, you cannot skip this game. Like, and even like you were saying about, like, you know, it's been a while since Square have hit it out of the park. Like, 15 got there, from what I could tell. Like, it got there once they yeah, added well, and tweaked and fixed. It was my game of the year for that yeah. year, I think. Oh, no, I think it was Last Guardian. But it was also, 15 was way up there, like, number two, I think. It's like, you know, that, like, it, it got there eventually. But, like, it seems like straight out the gate, Seven's just like, Seven Remake's just like, yep, you, we got you. You play that demo, you play the bombing mission, you're like, fuck, they've done it. Yeah, I, I'm... Like, yeah, I'm, curi- I'm curious to see how I'm going to go with the battle system because that, I, I, it... I'm going to have to break myself out of my, like, traditional ARPG, like... Yeah, it's not... You can it's not you can play it like Kingdom Hearts, but it will reward you for, for taking the time and just fully taking advantage of the ATB system to really slow down time, which... Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, I'm... I'm Yeah, I'm interested to dive into that oh, and really John. sort of, like, <laughs> see how the mechanics of all that work, but... Um, it's so fun. Um, you, it, it really is a game that you can play... You can play pretty mindlessly you can pop it on easy if you want and it's fine if you want to experience it and just sort of hack and slash enemies then easy mode is for you classic is still there if you want to sort of which is even easier than easier um it it turns it more back into the classic turn-based uh atb7 that people know and love just with an even easier difficulty normal is a nice level where i was okay but there were still some bosses where i nearly wiped the last boss in particular killed me a few times and hard mode is just like okay cool you want to play it again but even harder here you go and yeah do it bring it on let's go because <laughs> i'm loving it never stop until i hit credits again and i'm like well now what what do i do now i guess i play it again, play it again right? yeah that's the only logical explanation <laughs> um but yeah if you're if you're listening to this and you want to talk about seven remake just uh at london man x just tweet me because or message me dm me actually is the best way to do it because <laughs> i just want to i i just want to talk about this game I was talking with our friend Ben about it on Facebook. I, where both Ben and I are just, we're just like, I wonder how far in Brod is. <laughs> <laughs> trying to drag Brod into our conversation because I just, I, there's so much about this game that I want to talk yep. about. Yeah. Please stop this, Joel, and get us into the next segment. Okay. I'm just going to keep going. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I, I'll talk about something that I'd like. One of the other things I've been playing, briefly as oh. well. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. I know if you yeah, about this. I just, I just quickly because um, you and Brendan have talked about it on the show before. Um, and I'm still glad you're playing it. Yeah. Though. Well, so obviously, you know, money's tight in my household, and I can't afford to buy games in general. So that's why I'm not playing Persona Five Royal as much as it fucking pains me. Um, it's really hurting me, especially when I hear people just say things, and I'm like, God, fucking damn it. Um. That's why I'm saying nothing more yeah, about it. No, thank you. <laughs> You're a good friend. Uh, but so I sort of made the most of the situation. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm still playing Animal Crossing. I'm really enjoying it. I finished Doom and I played a little bit more of Doom, like just tooling around and stuff. I actually need to go back and play some of the multiplayer just to see what it's like. But um, 
I decided to boot up the Xbox One and jump on a Games Pass so and just see what was on there. And I had a few things already downloaded and stuff that I was like, oh, maybe I'll check out. Uh, and then I saw that uh, Ace Combat had been... Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, had been added. And I, you know, obviously, Brendan's a very big fan of it. And, like... Like, is. If you know Brendan, you know why. Like it's it's like well, obviously yes. this makes sense. Um, yeah. And but then I like also hearing you say that you really enjoyed it as well. I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's, it's on Game Pass. I got fucking nothing else. To, like I'm like, I say nothing else to play, but like I'm looking for something new to play. I'll yeah, and, and you're paying for Game exactly. Pass. Exactly. So. I'm like, I'll, I'll install it and give it a go. And I gotta say, I fucking love it. It's great. It is so yeah. good. Um. Like, it takes a bit to sort of get into the swing of it, but when you do, you're just like, I guess I'm an Ace Combat fan now. I guess I, that's just what yeah, I Yeah, like, I was like... I guess I'm It in. was weird, because, like, I, I didn't expect to have this this feeling towards it, because but I had that feeling of, like, you know when you get, like, a really good game, and you wake up and you're like, man, I just want to play that game. Like, I, I had yeah. Oh, I yeah. had that feeling where I was like, all right, Ash has gone for a nap, Griffin's having a nap, I could I could play a couple of hours of Ace Combat right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on and oh, so yeah, you can you can you can you can be a cool jet yeah, fighter pilot. Yeah, fuck yeah, I could be like a convict jet fighter pilot. Fighter jet anyway, it's, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact like you know the story's all over the shop, and I'm like, well, this is this is stories, especially it's it's, it's very nuts. dense. Um, and I was like, Paul, okay, but like the 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 general story at the moment, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. It feels like Fast and Furious, but with fighter jets and like a a global war. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I can get into this. Um, but speak to Brian about because yeah, he was just like, oh yeah, like a lot of it, this this story has been happening over seven games. So, like some of these nations have come up in the past. That that structure there was in an older Ace Combat. I'm like, that's oh okay, nuts. <laughs> like yeah, especially wow, it does throw a lot at you. Um, the cutscenes, man, the actual cutscenes are fucking gorgeous. Holy shit, there were parts where I was yeah. There were parts of in the environments in the cutscenes. There were parts where I was like, "Is that? Is that? Have they just like put like CG characters in these like photos? Because fuck me, that looks real." Um, but yeah, I, I just I really enjoy watching the cutscenes. Uh, but I mean, obviously the gameplay is fucking great. Like it's just I started playing on like like um, I think it was, I don't know what the mode's called, like easy mode basically. But like. Um, it, it like it, it makes the controls a lot easier to get your head around. Like you know, if you press left on the stick, you turn left and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, because that's the thing for me, right? And I, it's not because uh, I played it at PAX and was I was immediately turned off because and I don't know why I imagined this, but I sort of imagined it'd be a bit more uh, arcadey. I guess is the best way to yeah. put it. And it's not like it's full simulator, no. but you definitely the controls take some getting used to. But once I was I had him. I was like, "This is great." I'm just, I'm playing the entire game like with my um, camera mode switched to basically lock on the fighter, and I'll just sort of navigate around third pu- third person style, feeling like a badass. It's great. Oh, Kyron, I'm first person, like not quite cockpit mode, but I'm like, like first person view, and like, I, I so I started playing on because then, then, then you miss the plane, you miss the cool. Jet. I know, but man, it just it is so much fun. <laughs> like, I nah, I need to, I need to, I've got a I've got a cool jet with backwards wings, and I want to see that baby all the time. I, 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 yeah, I know, and I do like the, I, I do like that, but I, there's something about I, I guess it's like games with that involve vehicles. 
I love first person mode because I, I play racing games in first person because I find it easy to corner and stuff like that. And it's very similar here as well. But I started playing with like the normal, like the the the, the basic controls. Uh, but then I was talking to Brendan about it. I'm like, man, I really wish I could barrel roll. He's like, I think you can if you turn the controls to like the the uh, the other the other mode. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I was, he's like just do it for a mission and see how you go. And so I was doing this one mission where I, I was like doing all right in it, but I kept dying. There was a part where I kept dying. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Well, why not? Let's just switch it over to expert controls. And oh my God, it opened up the game to just being even more batshit crazy. Like I was doing the things that I wanted to do that I imagined I would be doing in my mind. Like I, like, like flying really low and then blowing up like an oil tanker and then doing like a fucking barrel roll through the the, the flames of it and then pulling up and flying directly up into the air. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so badass. Um, and yeah, I just, it's, it's really good. And I haven't played it all today and I think I'm going to have to go play it before I go to bed tonight because it's... Hit me up when you get to the drones. That's what I'm... And have you fought Mr. X yet? I fought a I fought a, a, a prototype drone and that was that was tough. Um Let me know. you <laughs> I I'm I'm at a point now where I'm like it's getting pretty difficult, but I'm gonna have to like re <laughs> retool my my uh my strategy, re- rethink my strategy to the mission. But man, it's just I'm really enjoying it and uh, it's a good game. It's a really good yeah, game. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. Why, like, from going just for like, oh, why not? I'll give it a go. It should be kind of a little bit of fun. If I don't like it, I can bounce out of it. Uh, and I find myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep playing this game. I want to try and get see it, see it through if I can. But um, yeah, really, really good. Um, I also started Journey to the Savage Planet, but I've only played very little of that. And we were talking before about potentially maybe playing through that co-op. So we might talk about that at a future date when we've both played it together even maybe who knows uh have you been playing anything else go Karen? uh no just seven just seven and persona but i'm not talking i'm not course, talking about persona yeah. i'm not because i'm gonna curl, curl up into the fetal position and cry a little exactly, bit exactly yeah. so I'm, I'm not um, doing it cool awesome good well with quest log out of the way i think it's time for us to uh, discuss a few tidbits of news and things that have happened in the last week or so uh, in a nice old trip to the bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is uh, a little bit of a mishmash segment of the show where if you know, not a lot of stuff going on, but uh, we got a few little bits and pieces here that we want to drop in and, and maybe discuss and talk about some stuff that we think that might have some weight or things that we should probably be discussing on the show. Um. Starting off, though, this week with some more PlayStation 5 information. Yeah, this week in the lead-up to PS5. Yeah. The continuing yeah, story you know, of the PlayStation 5. We got another PlayStation blog post. So Ooh, that was... Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. Uh, but, yeah, no, we got to see the, the, the new PlayStation 5 controller. Uh, it is known as the DualSense um, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, so this is a thing that exists. Uh, I, I remember waking up to this and like looking at it and just going, huh, that's ugly. Uh, yeah. So we, to describe it, it sort of looks like 
Well, I mean, hey, the memes were spot on, right? It's a DualShock yeah. 4 that's fused with an Xbox controller because its shape is a bit more similar to an Xbox controller. Yeah. But the joysticks are still in the same place as a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was it did look like a third-party Xbox One controller. <laughs> like, it, oh, it just oh, no. looked... It, <laughs> it, it, like, it just... It, I don't know. It just had this, like, real, like, kind of... Not cheap, but, like, just had this kind of, like... Not quite right feel to it. Um, look, I'm sure we're going to get... Well, we are going to get used to it because we're oh, going to yeah. see it a lot more. But, like, and it'll get to the point where we're like, oh, remember when we were worried about this? Yeah. Like, um, but for now, it's like, yeah, it's just pretty jarring. Um, it's weird, right? Because, I mean, I really I really like the DualShock 4. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a great... It's apart a, from the fact that it's got the battery life of a potato. So that's, but, so that's where my concerns come in, right? Because I was... Mm-hmm. I don't know why I imagine because I know that they'd always been talking about like haptic feedback and like mm-hmm. and the triggers being more similar to I think what the Xbox has. Yeah, I, um, I think I think it's going to have like a, a little bit more than that. Like that they oh, yeah. they specifically mentioned something about like like you know feel being able to feel like the the how tense like when you're pulling back a bow and arrow you can feel like the tension in the bow yeah. and arrow. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. If they can pull so, that off, that's kind of cool. It, I imagine it would be what the Switch controller would feel like if it had proper triggers, right? <laughs> With HD rumble. Yeah. But yeah. Not, not quite, because obviously haptic is different. But, um, like, with all that stuff, they're bringing back the light bar, but they're putting it in the front of the controller. I'm like, all right, do we really need yeah. that, though? Yeah, like, they're, like when games use it in it's fun kind of ways, new. it's kind of cool. Yeah, like... Um, what was the game where it blew me away? Where I was like, "Oh shit, that's." There was one where it changes based on what player you are, but I, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think one where like, there's somewhere it, like represents your health. I don't know. There's there's been uses I for it. I feel like I feel like the Division Two had maybe like it changed color. Oh, I think it did actually. Depending on yeah, depending on what you were using, but yeah, it's um, and I think even maybe Overwatch might have changed color. The thing, the thing is though, like if you still have a launch. DualShock 4, you won't even notice. No, exactly. You won't be able to see it. But I mean, like, kudos to you if you're still going to launch DualShock 4. If it's still still working, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, if if it's able to, like, be able to be used as a wireless controller and not constantly plugged in. Um, But yeah, so the haptic feedback stuff is interesting. Um, They're also focusing a lot more on, like, the... uh, What is it called? Uh, Where's the thing that's called... What are you looking for? <laughs> uh, the audio stuff, the, the Tempest audio stuff. Um, I can't find it. It's somewhere in here as well. Um, but yeah, they're using like the the 3D audio stuff that they're working on with the with the PlayStation 5 that they talked about in that um, GDC uh, talk, pseudo GDC talk. Um, so there's that in there as well. But there are some other like noticeable additions to it as well. Um, the share button is not called the share button anymore. It's called the create button. Sure. They, it's, I they love it. didn't... S- I like how they word that point, right? Because it's like, for the buttons, you'll notice there is no longer a share button as we had previ- as yeah. we had with DualShock 4. Don't worry, it's not going away. In fact, we're built upon the success of our industry-first share button to bring you a new create button feature. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a share button with a different name, really. And I'm, then they proceed I'm to sure say... it'll more directly launch into like share factory and stuff. Probably won't be called yeah. Share Factory since it's not the Share button anymore, but... 
Uh, no, what, hey, man, what if, like, Dreams is, like, built into the PS5? It's, like, I mean, baked in there. Jeez. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, it's not out of the question, I guess, but, yeah. Um, it's got, a, it's got a mic built into it now. Yeah, that's that's probably the, the one of the, the features that I'm like, that's actually pretty neat. Um, And it's, it's... I can't help but feel like this is a... Like, a response to the Fortnite craze. Because I remember when Fortnite really picked off, like really kicked off and people were playing like, especially younger people were playing it or people that might not play other games were playing it. Other people that might not actually have headsets ready to go. Um, like headset sales spiked. Like they were like, you'd see people walking out of EB games. Every second person would be walking out with a headset of some description. Um, and they were selling like V bucks. But if you buy this headset, you'll get like, you know, however flobbity bajillion v bucks or whatever but like flobbity bajillion <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the the fucking like conversion rate is to v bucks but like that's fair. that's fair um yeah yeah so like if you you got like a bonus specifically for that because people were buying that to play because they wanted they they wanted to communicate because they needed to communicate in a game like that um this seems like a like a response to that that kind of thing where like party chats and communicating in game is a like a lot more of especially in multiplayer games like the norm now so yeah. to be able to en- enable people to do that out of the box without giving them like a crappy little um earbud like microphone headset thing um it does does it still have the jack in the bottom uh it does apparently so okay, cool, 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 it's cool, cool. um i think i saw it, it was on reset error someone said like oh i'm 3.5 mil jack confirmed so nice um i really honestly yeah. that's one of my favorite things that would dualshock for Yes, because um, the Xbox One does not have that. But the, the Series X will, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's because, it, I mean, at was... this point, like, it's such a good idea. Yeah. How did we talk on when we played CFDs? Did we use Party Chat? Um, no, not, well, no, we used Xbox Chat. I, so my Xbox controller had the thing in the bottom because I had a One S. Right. Mine has it on the bottom, but it doesn't work every time. I, mean, I have okay. to get into the settings and have a look at it. But yeah, because I anyway. think I use my little. I think I use a PlayStation headset in that little yeah. jack. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I use like my old, like my Astro A10s in it, but um, which I still have. So worst case scenarios, I'll just use those again. But um, to, I'm just thinking about um, Journey to the Savage Planet. Um, <sighs> oh shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that, that's why that was in that was in my head. I was like, oh, man, we're going to figure See, that I, out. I have a headset, but it's a USB one. And, oh, bless you, Xbox. But why did you think one USB slot in the front of a console was good enough? Yeah. Um, I mean, worst case scenarios, we could probably use Discord. This is a conversation we could have off the air. It's true. Um, this is not a conversation <laughs> for the podcast. That's, that's, my, that's 100% my fault. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty cool, like just having it out of the box, ready to go, to be able to communicate and play and 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 like participate in like party chats and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, is there anything else that's really sticking out to you about the the, the new controller? Uh, we're getting closer, right? I think that's my main yeah, takeaway. Right? We are getting ever so close to seeing that console, to having a reveal. Will it slap it in the middle of the year? Who knows? Like, I don't know. But we are getting there. And look, it's a weird thing to complain about the controller. I'm sure once I hold it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's just, it's just things I don't, like doubling down on the touchpad, which was never really utilized properly. 
on the DualShock 4, in my opinion. Like, games used it, but nothing yeah. that could have been done better with a button. The light bar sort of being in there, I'm like, okay, it's neat, but again, does it really serve a purpose except for looking kind of cool when it changes colors? Uh, it's interesting that the PlayStation button is literally a PlayStation symbol now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah. Um, Spe- speakers but- back again, I, I don't don't think we need it <laughs> i mean yeah i think i actually kind of like that like playing when i was playing like division 2 solo i kind of liked having isaac come through the controller it then if i got a console for you joel it's for nintendo <laughs> wii <laughs> yeah i look i and i kind of liked it in that as well but Remember like holding I, your wiimote to like a phone for oh, what game was that was that warrior but it was something else. Like, that's how you had phone calls. Was it No More Heroes or Killer 7 or something? I don't know. Oh, not, it might have been No More Heroes, actually. There was something where right. it's like you had a phone call, you would hold the Wiimote to your ear. And I, every time I did it, I was just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Why am I, I, I holding mean, my Wii Remote to my ear? I think the implementation of it on the PlayStation 4 was a bit better. Cause like, I it, mean, it, yeah, it, it wasn't it as gimmicky as that, but... <laughs> yeah, it was cool to have like that level of immersion of having like Isaac come through, which is... Oh, like you know, essentially a thing that was supposed to be coming through an earpiece yeah, or like your your glowy orange watch or whatever. But it always just catch um, me off guard when the sound was like, "Oh, it's coming from there," which because I, I always have it turned way down. Yeah. So occasionally it just catches me off guard by going, "I'm like, what was that sound? Oh, it's my controller. My controller's talking. Yeah. To me. it's fine. This is normal." And there were some things where, like in like spookier games, where like it would use it to sort of, you know, create tension. Um, yeah, it's kind of neat. Right. But um, the thing that I I just realized then, so I think when Sony released the back button attachment for the Dual Shock Four, I think a lot of people were kind of assuming. I think there was a pattern involved as well. That it was going to appear on the PS Five controller or the Dual Sense now that we know it as. It seems like it's not there. I mean, um, it didn't it, didn't it plug into the thing in the bottom of a controller? Yeah, Joel. Don't worry. There'll be a DualSense Pro or something. There will be. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I mean, I actually kind of like the idea of having those back buttons. Like, I see the appeal. Yeah, I think it. It you know there are times where you're like, whoa, okay, I've got to hold L one and down and then X to do something, and it's like, oh, well, if I had a just a button to do this, it would make <laughs> life a lot easier. So having those extra like that extra button real estate, but I don't know. Interesting, but anyway. Uh, it's, it, you can have a look what, at new features of it. I like... It's not. It's such a small thing now, but ever since I got the Switch Pro, thank you for being USB-C. <laughs> yes, actually, that's a very good point. Thanks, Bless you. fucking God. Bless you. Yep, I, can, I have my Switch charger plugged in on the couch next to me, and it oh, charges man. my phone and my Switch, so and now, eventually, maybe if I ever get a PS5, my... I mean, you will eventually. Off. It's just a matter of when at this point. When, yeah. And how... I don't... Honestly, again, this is this is discussion for the future. I don't know if it's going to be super compelling at launch, but hey, again, future discussion. <laughs> exactly. Um, and whether or not it actually will stick yeah, the landing. Yeah, they're, it's they're, going stick, to... they're doubling down. They did say they're like, they're, they updated their website recently to still say holiday 2020. So they're still... Yeah. Well, still speaking, speaking, speaking of things being delayed though, Kyron, check out that segue, huh? Oh, um, smooth. Smooth. <laughs> Just want to pat myself on the back there. Instantly ruined it by yeah. You really out. did. That's gone now. Uh, I can't help myself. I do it every fucking time. Um, so uh, 
amidst um, a, a slew of delays and, and things like that within the games industry in the past six weeks, two months, you know, um, for, for obvious reasons, COVID-19, making things a bit difficult, people have been having to work, being forced to work from home, all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's one big one that sort of sticks out. Um, it's lumped in with another one that is, you know, less big, but still. Um, but The Last of Us 2 and Iron Man VR have been delayed indefinitely. So, Ooh. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Last of Us was supposed to, Last of Us Part 2 was supposed to come out uh, May 24th, I believe. It was definitely Originally. the end of May somewhere. Yeah, it was towards the end of May. And I think Iron Man VR was like start of May. I think they delayed that too, or maybe even be end of April. Because they had they had both been delayed previously. Yes, they got. I think yeah, they both got lumped in together. The last delay, and now they've been yeah, lumped they in did. together again. <laughs> um, yeah, May 29th. Sorry, it was Last of Us Part Two. Uh so it's now been delayed indefinitely, and on top of that, any digital pre-orders that have been made for either of those games have been automatically refunded. It's been pulled. It's been you can't even pre-order anymore. Exactly, and it's been pulled from the store. So both of them have been pulled from the store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no. I think I, I, me, I, it only mentions the Last of Us two in this in this Games Radar article, but I assume Iron Man VR would be similar. Let's situation. be honest. Like, I don't want to be mean to Iron Man VR, but the big story of, of a game being pulled from the store, it's like, well, it's Last of Us Part Two, right? Of course. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's a lot of things here. I've got uh, the statement pulled up here. If I'm going to just quickly read it. Yeah, please do. That'd be great. So, yeah, this was tweeted out by Naughty Dog's official account, I'm pretty sure. But um, it reads as follows. As you've likely just seen, the release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to all of of you in our community to give you a little more information. And this is the kicker job right here. (laughs) I didn't need Mm -hmm. to know this part. The good news is we're nearly done with the development of Last of Us Part 2. We're in the midst of yeah. fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with a reality that due to, due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure that everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we are, we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistic issues. We were bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all of our all of our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay, and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. We wish you all, your families, and your friends the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Stay safe, Naughty Dog. So, I get it, right? Because we were just discussing this when I was talking about it and just trying so hard to not spoil anything. Seven yeah. Remake dropping a week and a half early was massive. It was it, yes, like to the point where I was I was walk, I was just walking on eggshells and like you know what I'm not going to talk I'm not going to say anything because mm-hmm. it is it is I would honestly this is another one of those games that you want to get everyone in here at the same time I have seen a lot of people just being like well just do it digitally then and I yeah like I get it so <laughs> there's like he uh, apparently like Neil Druckmann spoke out about that this is from the Games Radar article I'm pulled up as well. Um, uh, he spoke out on the, uh, recently spoke out on the official PlayStation blogcast about the delay, suggesting that a digital only release hasn't been hasn't yet been ruled out with things changing day to day. I guess right now we're 
So, so the quote from him is, right now we're looking at all sorts of different options. What's the best way to get it to all of our fans as soon as possible? But that's going to take time for us to shift and figure things out and also see where the world's at. That's fair. Because yeah. that was the roughing with seven, right? I keep going back to it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, a like you know, a poignant comparison point. Yeah, because if you bought it digitally, they well, they was like, look, but the digital date is sticking. Physical could change, could come earlier, could come later, but the digital date is still April tenth. I mean, and, p- uh, percent of five royal was the same. Yeah, it was absolutely. It's a mm-hmm. bit smaller though. Um, and yeah, even then, like the delay, the like the yeah. the break was like maybe five days which is still pretty big but yeah yes yeah. seven remake again for some countries like we got it april 1st people already had it in like late march yeah so like yeah i i can see it is it does also sort of feel like the an, a glimpse at the limitation of brick and mortar retail stores right <laughs> well that's it and but i think Neil Druckmann's been on record as well, but like that whole statement about like looking what's the best way to get it to all of our fans as soon as possible. He was very like I think he's pretty hesitant about like, you know, whether or not it was able to get, you know, there are maybe some areas of the world that the internet isn't exactly like, built for someone to download a game like this without it taking like six days to download. And let's be um, real because even then, like they Sony have throttled the speeds given the situation. So yeah. people who were downloading Seven Remake, which is a hundred gig we're having a t- having a time, and it'll probably oh, yeah. be about the same size, honestly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Um, maybe even a bit bigger because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's don't know. hard to say, but it's yeah. Like this is huge, and the fact that on top of that, like you know, of all of that, the fact that like the digital pre-orders have been basically cancelled and refunded, like that's huge. Like I that's I, I'm crazy. Having- checked it out but i wonder if that's also the case for any like physical pre-orders because they there was a wasn't there's a the um the early edition early edition came back for this didn't there it? is let me okay. have a look yeah. let's let's check ebay games while, while we're doing this but um i mean i assume it's been pulled but we'll see i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it says you can still pre-order interest i mean i guess it's eb games i guess they're still willing to take money for it <laughs> Yeah, it, you can only pre-order the base game, though. There's no... Okay, well, I mean, I assume they've already sold out of the fancy ones, yeah. honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is It is interesting. We have... Because we, we've already seen the effects of this. Sort of, um, for example, CD Projekt Red. They're sticking to their date now. They've delayed to later this year already but, you know, for stuff not related to this. Yeah, this was um, well before everything happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they delayed to wait over a year, and they're sticking to that date at the moment. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a change, an evolving process. Because like with this delayed indefinitely, like just a month later, Ghost of Tsushima was meant to come out. Yeah, and nothing's been said about that. At yeah, this stage. currently that's business as normal, which I guess I get because we are honestly we are heading into May very soon. So yes. we're starting to get a good idea of how May is gonna look for a lot of this stuff. June is still a different story, but yeah, I. Because when I saw this, I wasn't terribly surprised. But when it was all the stuff like it getting pulled from the PSN and like pre-orders yeah. getting refunded, I actually kind of respect that. Yeah, just sort of like put it's it like, all. Look, it's coming, but it's not coming up day and date like when we said it was. So like, look, mm-hmm. here's your money back. I think that's and actually cool. From what I can tell about how like what Neil Druckmann is like, like a person, he's um, a cool dude. <laughs> he's a cool dude, and also he's the type of person that 
doesn't want to do things in halves. He doesn't do things in halves. Like it's either all or nothing. So like it's going to be able to be released to everyone that wants to play it. Everyone on a fair playing field, or it, we're going to pull it until it's at a time when we can actually do that. Um, because for sure this, especially with a game like the last of us part two, because it, it's like, it is a heavy story. Like it's, it's, it, it is a, a, a would have been an emotional journey from what I could tell for everyone involved working on that game. Like, oh yeah, you hear you hear people like Troy Baker talk about his experiences, even working on the first one, and just being like, "Fuck!" Like that's you've put blood, sweat, tears, heart, soul, everything you you have into this game, and yeah, you want people to, and, and especially because it's such it's a sequel to such a highly revered game, you want it to you know, be available to everyone. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, it, I think you're right. Like the fact that they pulled it from the store and everything like that, I think it, it, it's, it's a pretty, it's a bold move, but it's, it's a respectable move. Yeah. Like the delay hurts, but I, I just, mm. I like how it's being handled. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they're being very upfront about it, which is cool. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I, but you like, have to I, wonder like if there wasn't the risk of like, because you know, messing with the, the physical sales, would there be a digital date? But yeah, that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but that's the thing too, yeah, because like you know, obviously that 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 all dives into things like uh, shareholders and and yeah, uh, oh absolutely, like the financials and all that kind of stuff. And that's why when people are just like, well, just release it in digital. Why don't you just yeah, do release it on digital? Like that's another factor because that's going to throw out. Like, that's going to make shareholders unhappy as well. With it, with it being like a month and a bit out, like physical stores would have been sort of getting an idea of the copies they would be buying. So like, yes, exactly. best to make this call now, get it done and then save that hassle down the road. Yeah. Um, but oh man, I, I, I am excited to play. I'm very excited to play this game. I actually, st- I went back, I started playing, uh, the last of us remastered again. I will, night. I will absolutely be doing that in May now with this slipping and, and the, yeah. being pretty quiet. I will, I will be doing a full last of us playthrough. I'm sure we'll do a thing about it. Yeah, like it's man, fuck the intro of that ge- that game is just it brought tears to my eyes again. I'm like, I've seen, I've played this once before myself, and I've seen this countless times, and I've talked about it with countless people. But just god damn, the th- the opening forty five minutes of that game, half an hour of that game is just ah, oh, that's it's next level stuff. And like thinking about when that game actually came out, and like. The, the point in time that we're we were at in terms of video games like that was something else like that was oh boy oh boy just to kick people in the guts straight out the gate um it's absolutely just, one of the best intros to game oh game out there. and fucking troy baker's performance when i'm oh man you know the part when when something happens i don't want to talk about it. i know it's an old game but like leading into the last of us part two eventually there's probably going to be people out there that are going to play through the, the original. And if you haven't and you're interested in it, please fucking play that game. It's like $12 to get to pick up at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Like, on the PS4. It you it was a plus it game just the other month. <laughs> it was a plus game. But if you miss that, it's a PlayStation Hits game. So it's it's n- you're never going to pay more than like $25 for that game. And that is a steal. It is fucking DLC, great. The remastered one does also include the DLC. Which I still haven't 
play it yet. <laughs> you really should play it. <laughs> I know. Well, I was like, do I play through? Do I play through that? Or do I go through the original game first and then play through Left Alive? Um, uh, left Left Behind. Sorry. Left Alive's the Armored <laughs> Core. A... Terrible Armored <laughs> Core. Um, uh, yeah. So, I, yeah. I can't imagine. I, I want this game to be the best it could possibly be for me personally as a fan of like... Not the thing, right? This isn't really about that because they they finish essentially. That's a part of that quote where I'm like, I didn't need to know that. Stop. Yeah, but, <laughs> but even still, that 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 goes that goes beyond like the game itself. Whereas I want everyone to be able to experience that at relatively the same time, and like to have that like that water cooler moment of just being like, Yo, did you? St- have, where are you up to in the Last of Us Part Two? Did you get to that? Yes. Oh my god. Are you fucking serious? Holy shit! Like, I love those types of conversations. And and that was yeah. my last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say this is probably like you know I just leave home for you as well. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I guess things are changing day to day. And yeah, absolutely. This some of it's good. Some of it's bad. You know, as but as people stay safe. Stay the fuck home. Play Last of Us. <laughs> stay yeah, home stay home and play Last, last of Us. Of us. So I don't um, play I do Final actually, Fantasy VII Remake. Or the original I had Final the, Fantasy VII. I had the thought of, like, when I was playing... Um, when I started playing The Last of Us, I'm like, oh, this is, like, about an outbreak, and there's, like, this mass hysteria in this opening segment, and, oh, boy, this is... This is a bit... This is a bit... Real? You want to talk about, to talk about On the Nose? Resident Evil 3. Go watch that intro. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have watched that. <laughs> the first line of that game. Like, um, it's like, okay... Oh shit! Um, I mean, yeah. this isn't your fault, guys, but wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, but have you got anything to bring to the bonus round, Karen? I've got a quick little. I've got three rumors for you, Joel. Got Ooh. three little rumors that I'm going to be keeping on over the next few months. I'm going to quickly go over these rumors, and then we're going to do a little ranking. And I'm, I've basically got a, an order in my head. Just curious to hear yours. Uh, okay. So first of all, is one that came out literally today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Capcom's doing a Resident Evil 4 remake It's happening apparently uh, Yes The rumours do emphasise Which of course comes from um, Aesthetic Gamer A.K.A. Dust Golem Who's been re- looking a lot of stuff For Resident Evil and Silent Hill recently uh, He's basically just emphasising It's like look This is this is the future right This is after the next Resident Evil This is 2022 probably More than likely But um, I think it's interesting yeah. to, to consider That it's happening 2 and 3 Two did well. I haven't played three. I hear mixed things about three. I personally am still excited to play three. Uh, but yeah, the, four will be joining him now as a remake, the, remake game. Just as a side note about three, the thing I, I feel like that I hear people talking about the fact that like it is very short and it, it, that just adds fuel to the fire of like, was that supposed to be originally bundled with two? Was it supposed to be a complete package of two and right three Right now, together? if you didn't buy two, there's a pretty good deal. One hundred and six Australian dollars will get you two and three. It's called like the Raccoon City edition or something. That seems to me like what it was supposed to be in the first. Talking place. about games that could be shorter, boy, Resident Evil Four could be shorter. So let's see how that remake goes. <laughs> you could clip some stuff out of that, and I wouldn't wouldn't mourn it at all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah we don't okay. not much information. More just a rumor that it exists, and it's going to be put together by um, supposedly, allegedly. This comes from Video Games Chronicle, but again, Dust Golem, who's a leaker, a, a rumor. He's kind of in the know, it seems like, for Resident Evil's been talking a lot about it. 
Um, but yeah, it's being led by Osaka-based M2, which is the new studio founded by former Platinum Games head Tatsuya Minanami. Oh. Uh, they've, they've been sort of preparing it for it since 2018. They helped with Resident Evil 3, but it wasn't their main thing. That was by allegedly by uh, Redworks. So yeah, we'll see what happens okay. there. It's apparently got the blessing of Shinji Mikami, but he isn't working on wow. it. Wow. Okay. Uh, which I assume is he's probably focused on Ghostwire or whatever Tango's doing these days. Yeah. Um, rumor two was actually a bit older, but it's it's going to make it. It came out April seventh. <laughs> okay. It's a follow up rumor on the existence of Resident Evil Eight. So that is the fact yes. that it is apparently called Resident Evil Eight Village. Which, if you look at it, they've done the whole like yeah, they've done the logo Resident again. Evil Seven thing, yeah. Which I'm like, okay, this is okay, yeah, this is cute. You're kind of reaching a bit with this one, like. Resident Evil, Biohazard, and Biohazard Resident Evil was just so perfect. I'm oh, not sure yeah. if this is yeah. as good, but whatever. Um, so yeah, the rumor states that it will be coming Q1 2021. It will be first person still. Apparently, again, Dusk Golem has been weighing on this saying it's going to be a bit of a departure from what people know about Resident Evil or expect from it, I guess. The village mm-hmm. also basically, it being subtitled village seems to imply it'll be... Um, take place in a i think a european where is it? i've got the article here well that's the that's game's yeah, european village setting will play host to new mechanics such as hallucinations that Velika says will make it harder to discern what's real and what isn't so like uh, Re- like resident evil 4 was in a like started it yeah like, it was know, in a european village as well so that's really... some food for thought yeah, well, it, it allegedly will also fe- feature Chris Redfield again. So, hey, Ooh, okay. Chris, Chrissy boy, probably Chrissy boy. in his seven design, no longer smuggling cantaloupes in his arms. That should be interesting. <laughs> uh, he'll be an integral part. He'll, he'll appear in flashbacks surrounding Ethan and Mia and apparently their baby. Okay. So this comes from okay. biohazardcast.com. I'll put this in the, in the, article, in the, in the post so people can find it. Uh, and the final rumor, because it won't die. And I will not let it die. I will fight for this rumor to it until it exists, really, until it's true. And it's an update in the ongoing saga of Sony making a Silent Hill reboot. <laughs> yes. It's alive again. This this rumor popped up a few weeks ago. And I think I wanted to believe it, but obviously it got way too crazy with the Kojima stuff. And at that point I was like, ah, this is not true. No way. Yeah. So this this is resurfaced now. Once again with with some input from Dust Golem. But um Essentially, it's sounding a lot more likely that the reboot is coming from the... It's the first part of a rumor, which is the Sony Japan studio. Uh, and it will involve the Gravity Rush creator, Kechiro Toyama, who's wanted to go back to sort of a, a horror sort of thing. But they, they want to do it, but they're like, well, if they're footing the bill on a horror game, we want it to sort of succeed. So I, a siren sickle wouldn't do it. So presumably the rumor basically states that they're working in tandem with konami where like this konami was looking for a partner sony's footing the bill but um konami will get a percentage of the profits which i sort of believe just purely because konami has to do essentially nothing <laughs> yeah exactly and they get money that yeah. seems right up their fucking alley so the rumor basically states that as this come this is from push square but um the the rumor sort of is god it's been everywhere especially because it started with a double rumor a few weeks ago, uh, says that it will presumably be announced alongside the PS5's slate of in-development software. So, yes, 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 yes. The PS5, mm. it's popped up again. 
Dusk Golem seems to believe that it won't be... Oh, I'm trying to find out where he... I feel like he said it, he doesn't think... It, if it's going to pop up, it won't be too much longer. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see when that PS5 thing happens, I guess, because it seems like yeah. there's a lot of smoke at this point. Yeah. Um, so uh, those are three rumors, Joel. We got Resi 4 Remake, we got Resi 8 Village, and we got the undying Silent Hill rumor. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. What so, would you order them as? What would I order them as? All right, uh, I'm going to go from bottom to top. Okay. So, at the bottom, Resident Evil 8, because I played Resident oh. Evil 7 demo. Oh, oh. And this is a personal thing. That's fine. It's a personal thing. Uh, and it scared the shit out of me. Again, if you want to watch that, it is there is video footage of me playing that. You can hear me scream like an old woman. Um, when I come down next, I'll bring my copy of Resident 7 if you want. No. When this, when this is all over, like I'll no. bring Resident 7, pop in the VR. No, no, you can do that. You, I'll watch you <laughs> play it in VR and I'll hide under a blanket. That's fine. Um, it'll just be like when we played the PT demo. You know, I watched <laughs> you play that. That was. Good times. Good times. Oh, yeah. It was times. It was times. Um, it was times. Uh, and then, sec, like, like uh, just above that, I'm going to say the Silent Hill reboot because from talking to you about Silent Hill, I feel like that might be something I could get into because it seems a bit more atmospheric than anything. It is psychological but, horror rather exactly. than... Exactly. And I kind of... Uh, I, I, can, I can cope with that, I think. Um, and yeah, like I, I think that that might... Depending on, you know, how crazy they're going to get with it. I, I could see myself maybe getting into that. Uh, and then at the top, it's Resident Evil 4 because it's the only Resident Evil game that I've played <laughs> and finished. And I've actually played and finished it like multiple times because I really liked it uh, back on the GameCube. Um, and yeah, like I, you know, I'm interested to see what they do with like a, an updated version of that. I'm like, yeah, I could, I could go back to that. I mean, hey, if, they, if they fix that last few, those last few stupid chapters on a stupid island with a dumb lab. Yeah. 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 Can't wait but, for like photorealistic, photorealistic, um, is it, what, Salazar, the little... Oh god, think? yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. But also, like Los Plagas, and also <sighs> the fucking the fucking part on the lake with the boat and the oh god, oh, just god. shoot the lake like fifteen, twenty times. Oh, what about the knife fight with Krauser as well? Oh, oh. man. Oh. <laughs> um, but that also leads uh, opens up as well. Do you think they'll do a rebooted version of Mercenaries to go with it as well? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Because that'd be cool if they did. I think, like, it, it I feel would like be if a we were going to see it, it would have it would have come with three, man. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, but when, when was the last game we had mercenaries for? Six. Where published? Did six have mercenaries? I know five had mercenaries. Maybe, maybe one of, like um, run of the revelations had it. I can't remember, but it's been a while. Yeah. I should go back to revelations. Those games apparently are. I played the, a lot of the first one and I quite enjoyed um, it. Revelations 1 was pretty good. I wanted to get back into Revelations 2. The biggest story here out of all of this is the injustice being dealt to Code Veronica. Yeah, right. Yeah, I see that being kicked around as well. A lot of people aren't very I know happy it's the one that. that. It's like the one that was like, it's like, you don't really need to remake that, but give it a chance, guys. Come on, you could try and fix it. I mean, maybe, maybe they... Redfield in our life. Maybe they could bundle it with... Maybe. With... We'll see what or happens, DL- I guess, but they might DLC face a situation for- with two and three. 
Yeah, I was going to say DLC for three or something. I don't know. I am glad that it's coming after eight if the rumor pans out, though, because I do. We've had two remakes, so I'm kind of ready for a new Resident Evil. Well, I mean, I guess that's sort of like, yeah, the whole, like, the fact that, you know, if eight's going to be, like, you know, Resident Evil 8 Village or whatever, and it's going to be in a, a European village, will it tie into four? Like, depending on where the timeline sits or how that all works. I don't. Because I, I. Didn't seven sort of, like reboot but not reboot but also it's a mess after seven as far as i can tell like yeah um um yeah the fact that the biggest like just chris looking so radically different is just a what yeah yeah what yeah um nothing like chris redfield well what's your ranking though kai because this is obviously this all three of these games are well and truly in your wheelhouse so like what this seems to have a lot more weight um for you so i'm interested to hear your rating to the surprise of no one, it go not, so from the bottom to the top. Bottom is Resi Four Remake, yep. Purely because look, Resi Four is great, um, but where two and three sort of needed a remake, I think four can still stand pretty well. Just uh, look at Capcom; they'll sell it to you every gen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right. their Skyrim, really. It does. It does. It like aside from like polishing up textures and maybe like remastering all that kind of stuff yeah it's, and letting, it's pretty and it's like move and shoot like i think it's pretty fun yeah yeah um personally yeah like i said i'd rather co veronica or even like Re- resident evil one i know it's had like the hd remaster but getting it looking as good as two and three would be incredible and it's a nice yeah. trilogy there but yep. never zero you can just forget about zero don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it guys uh second is yeah it's resident 8 as cool as resident evil 8 sounds and as much as I love Resident Evil 7, I have to give it to the, the the faint, the sliver of hope that one day Silent Hill will come back and be good. It's Kurt, a dream. Kurt, how do you feel about the fact that there's been more rumors and stuff come out about Silent Hill than Metroid Prime 4 in the past 12 months? Six months. Honestly, Joel, good. Yep. <laughs> That's I was, I was like that that I just uh, that thought occurred to me just then I'm like we've heard not even rumors or slivers of information about about Metro Prime Four whereas it's like Silent Hill is just fucking the dams breaking and leaking all over the shop apparently like, Metro Prime Four I'm fine hearing nothing back because like you know what Retro's got their heads down they're working yeah they are working hard I the second I see that game I'll be expo- I'm just trying not to think about it while it's just like being redone from from scratch basically whereas silent hill it's just like oh what's that the slightest rumor maybe maybe now's the time (laughs) make a dream come true what's that you're bringing back ito and 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 yamawoka i'm listening please don't break my heart again (laughs) um i just i think it's i'm i think about how much success resident evil has enjoyed with the remake of two and i think three will still do okay despite reviews and i just you just—it's hard not to wish that Silent Hill was still up here, doing doing what doing its thing, being like the, the other side. Whereas Resident Evil's like, oh look how gross these zombies are! Isn't it scary and gross? And Silent Hill's like, hey, I'm in your head. <laughs> yep. The monsters yep. all just seem just sort of seem like a bit weird. Yeah, but that's fine because I'm in your head and I'm here to 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 mess with you there, not to scare yeah. you with with gore, which there still will be. 
Um, especially in the later ones when they felt more like that crappy live action movie. That's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, no, it's more like, yeah, I'm in your head. Is it, see that, that monster over there? It's like, yeah, it looks a little bit weird, I guess. But it's like, yeah, but that's a representation of this actual of this. real world fear that people have. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool, good. See, good this, see this, this guy here? Yeah. It's like, he represents this. Oh, or <laughs> if you're playing Silent Hill 3, still to this date, the most... Out of every line, like every line of dialogue in Silent Hill, even like any horror game, the line of dialogue that still makes me feel uncomfortable is I think it's from Vincent. I'm sure if Ben listens to this, he'll pull me up on this if I'm wrong or right. <laughs> um, with the guy with glasses talking to Heather, and Heather's just like talking about monsters, and he just has that throwaway line where it's just like, "Oh, they look like monsters to you," and I'm like, "What?" Hang on, oh. we need to we need to back it up a second. Oh no! What does this imply? And oh, ever since then, no. it's like I just miss Silent Hill. Even I, it does also is partly because I'm just furious that Konami won't let me have a good version of Silent Hill two to play, or three. Like they just, yeah. The best we can get is tracking down a very expensive PC version and modding it, or playing the crappy HD um, remaster that came to PS three. And those are our options, really. Or yeah. you know, plugging in a PS two, which. At this point, it's just a pain in the ass. I just, I want, I want for Silent Hill at this point. <laughs> so anytime there's I a hope, rumor, I will bring it. You won't stop me. No one will stop me. I hope for your sake it's true. I really do. I really, really but, do. And uh, the funny, and you know why I also believe this? Like I said just before, because it requires so little of Konami, right? That's the thing. Like, oh God, <laughs> Yeah, that's that. We could go for another hour on that. Holy shit! I know. That's why, even though I knew it would never happen, I wanted that rumor of Sony buying the Konami IPs to just be true. Because oh yeah, cool. Give them to someone. Jesus. Yeah, fucking yeah. Because then that that means that means like Silent Hill and Castlevania. Hmm. You, and like set. if yeah, remakes of the old Metal Gear games. Like there's possibilities. Oh god, yeah. But instead, Konami's just like eh, pachinko machines. Fucking oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, um, that's all I got. That's that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, I reckon that's an episode, though, Karen. So why don't you take us home? Sure is. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you, you know, giving us your time to listen to us talk about games we played and the very few happenings over the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram or facebook where we are just dialogue options and of course um whatever podcast platform you listen to us on chuck us reviews thumbs up shares stars whatever it is every little bit counts uh as for our individual accounts you can find me on twitter where i am at lemon x and my last tweet is a, we- a retweet uh, i want to bring up because it's just true to life at this point and everyone out there take note uh, if you're ever mean to Aerith in Final Fantasy VII, which you, it's harder to be mean to her in Remake, but in the original especially, uh, we can't be friends. It's just simple, really. If you're mean <laughs> to her, you because that hurts me. So, um, yeah, just don't do it. Uh, where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where the last thing I actually tweeted, uh, the last thing I retweeted was, like, someone making a mock-up of, like, um, some quality of life improvements to Animal Crossing, which is, like... Man, the, I need the, that. I yeah, come, like how many would you like to craft like menu? So instead of having to do it one by one, you could just like craft four at a time or whatever you want to do, um, which makes sense. And I I believe that's going to happen at some point. But 
Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But the last thing I actually, I, I retweeted a, a, a thread and wrote something about. Um, I don't know if you saw, you might have watched it from I when I retweeted it, but yeah. I did see this going around the internet recently. Yeah, so someone like has like taken the footage from like um endgame spoilers, but from the 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 it's entire you know. Yeah, like the entire like the portal scene and stuff like that, uh and like Captain America with Mjolnir and all that sort of shit. Um someone has taken like the the video footage of that and like put the audience reactions from the premiere screening underneath it and holy shit, like it literally brought tears to my eyes like of how exciting it was to 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 really like just to really that moment and also to think about the fact that that was a moment in time like currently we are in a moment in time that will be remembered but for the worst for the most part but yeah um that like you know a year ago where it was like end game end game oh my god and then I getting mean... to that part in the movie and just hearing on your left and then the portals opening up and just, it still brings, and then just everyone, everyone is here. And then finally like capping off that whole, that moment, that moment there alone with Cap finally getting to do the Avengers assemble and just it's on. And it brings tears to my eyes and chills down my spine. Even just thinking about it. It's I know, I know I'm a fanboy at this point and I know that some people just don't, like they, they don't not that they don't like the character but aren't, i guess maybe don't really agree with how that character was used in this movie um yeah. but yeah i just also to cap that off as well when <laughs> captain marvel just flies through that ship dude because oh, yeah you have to imagine it from her perspective she is just blazing through space at this point <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like that's that's just it <laughs> and yep yeah that moment is also just great I and fucking Thanos headbutts her, and she's just like, "You fucking doesn't even what, care, mate? man. Yeah, oh. doesn't even care." Because and just yeah, and then like just yeah. the contrast to the to like Infinity Man. Is this? Are these spoilers? It's over a year now, right? It's over a year. If you haven't Infinity seen War, Endgame and you have yeah, any just cut oh, the podcast yeah, in, now, <laughs> yeah, fucking all right. Yes, like the contrast, like Infinity War, like Thanos trying to use the glove and Captain America like trying to stop, and Thanos is just like, "What?" Yep. Okay. But then the contrast of that with Captain Marvel is like, oh, no, you're not snapping your finger because yep. I'm not going to let you. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. That's and, just, then, yeah. and then the- That movie the, was so, I, so hype. I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. Yep. Fucking yep. Okay, shit. We, okay. Maybe yep. we should stop now. We should stop. But yeah, that's the last thing I tweeted. If you want to see that, go and go and watch those because it, it is legitimately, it will take, if you were there at in that moment, like- it at that moment, moment in time, like it will take you back to that moment and like, bring a smile to your face. I sometimes think a lot about how, as much as I love the MCU, I don't know if it'll ever hit something like that again. That's I don't a whole think, different discussion. But like, I don't, I don't even know what the next thing like that could ever be. Yeah. I don't think. I think that was. It's just that was it, so special that it shouldn't have worked, but it just did. Yeah, it was like it's like a like a Star Wars "I am your father" moment. Like that was. It's crazy, but but over two and a half hours, like nearly three hours. Just like so many movies that build up for such yep. incredible payoff, yeah, and yep. ridiculous, so good, so good. But that's all I've been tweeting about. All right, then. Well, in that case, I would let a wonderful outro see us out, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.
Podcast.